Welcome to the first episode of season two of Late Night with Tamir Benali. And today we have Makoto Takahashi, who is an exchange student from the University of Tokyo. And he is doing a semester, oh no, two semesters actually in McGill. And um, today we're going to talk about the differences that he's noticed between Japan and Canada. Well, thank you very much for coming today, especially during final season. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. It's very honored to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. So mm. the first question I have is, what was the first culture shock that you experienced after arriving in Canada? Okay. Yeah, it's actually, this is my second time coming to Canada. The mm. first time was five years ago. And the, well, the first culture shock was that, well, especially in Quebec, two languages coexist that was really surprising to me uh because uh if you go to restaurant the menu is written in french and english and if you go to supermarket and get something the level is in french and english and most of the people in montreal speak french and quebec at the same time sometimes they use mm -hmm. english words when they are talking in french it's <laughs> the opposite so it was kind of surprising did you manage to pick up a few words of french or no well they were talking in french so i didn't understand mm -hmm. at all but sometimes they say something like an english words and at that at that part i was able to understand okay <laughs> yeah or sometimes the opposite like when we were talking in english and someone says in french and i cannot understand that i asked <laughs> oh, that and they say, oh, it was in French. Yeah. Because mm. uh, in Japan, everyone speaks Japanese. So only one language. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I, I heard that about Japan, that it's like your English won't take you very far, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's good to know. <laughs> and uh, after being here for a while, what would you say are the biggest differences between uh, Japan and Canada? Uh, I would say party culture. Like in Japan, you okay. do not party as much. Like when I came to Canada and every weekend there was party uh, somewhere. That was really surprising. And also the like a, something related to party but also the concept of meeting time is different mm -hmm. because okay. uh, in Japan, if there's something and let's say the organizer says like, okay, let's meet up 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. The Japanese people think, okay, you should come 10 minutes earlier. So 6.50 p.m. Okay. But in Canada, when I went there, maybe 6, uh, 6.50 or 7, no one. <laughs> they come like a 30 minutes late or <laughs> one hour late and like in if in japan if you come one hour late it's a bit rude but mm -hmm. nobody cares it's normal right yeah so, i think yeah. that only applies to parties though oh yeah i would say i would say for like for example right like we were recording this at two o'clock 
Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you showed up at two. <laughs> Here it would still be rude if you showed up at three, right? But yeah, for parties, I've noticed that it's kind of weird because people don't want to look too eager. I think that's what mm -hmm. it is, yeah, which is kind of stupid. But uh, <laughs> that's why like, yeah. if you're, let's say you're hosting something at like, I don't know, you want people to arrive, let's say at seven. Mm -hmm. But then you could tell people it starts at six or something, you know? It's kind yeah, of stupid. But why? Just... I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, for the mm -hmm. yes, uh, when you were saying um, that you noticed there's a lot more partying, do you think that has anything to do with just because you're on exchange and you're surrounded by people who are are also on exchange, or would, or do you think it's really like because you're in Canada? I think it's because in Canada, because oh, okay. uh, when I was in Japan. And in mm -hmm. Tokyo, Tokyo is a big city, lots of people. Mm -hmm. But I have experienced only, I don't know, three or four parties in Tokyo in my entire life. Okay. So I I can say it's Canada, like Canada <laughs> or the US thing. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So the few parties that you did experience was that for only like only like for a specific occasion, is that why it's it's rare? Like let's say for graduation or different things like that. Yeah, graduation and well, it depends on what you call party, but something okay. like more than ten people, it's mm -hmm. very rare. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting, and. Uh, are there any things that you prefer in Canada compared to Japan? I would say there are three. First, okay. party. I like that. <laughs> and the second one, campus life. I would say the quality of life is much better, like a mm. Canadian students rather than like a Japanese students. I'm not sure why, but I feel like the university also prefer like a work like a study and i don't know party and praying balanced life mm -hmm. okay and, and in, in japan you're saying that there's not really a balance well it depends on the person but especially for science science or engineering students they have to study really hard mm -hmm. and uh, yeah they they only study most of the time it okay. is very rare, like science students or engineering students go to party or playing around. Most of the mm -hmm. time they study. And do you think that translates to when they're like in their adult working lives that they also just focus on work and they don't have much fun time or it gets a bit better after school? Like after you enter the company? Mm-hmm uh okay just it, it could be a, a guess it doesn't have to be like a hundred percent fact well <laughs> if you enter a company uh depends on the company but i was think like in japan you can go to izakaya after work and have a drink maybe that's okay. fun but i think also people in canada also like get a drink after work right so i think mm -hmm. it's kind of same here okay okay and uh, one of the three like uh, the last one 
Oh is yeah, diversity. Okay. And uh, like when I came to Canada, I was so surprised. Like there are so many people like from different culture, from different background. Uh, they they speak lots of languages. That was so surprising, and I feel it's very safe and protected and relaxed here. I didn't feel I'm a foreigner as much, mm. maybe because uh, like a people in Canada, are very open-minded or like very used to see foreign people, because in Japan there are not much foreign people. Mm. Most of them are tourists, and uh, yeah, it's quite rare. So mm. I like. I like Canada. Yeah. So, like, for example, if I went to Japan,、mm-hmm. I would like stick out a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's very rare, and of course, you look very different from Japanese people. So、yeah. <laughs> everyone can see you're coming outside of Japan. Well, yeah, it doesn't mean you feel. Like、uh, you will be discriminated or something, but you feel okay that I'm a foreigner. Like,、okay. uh, yeah, y- you still feel I would say. Okay. And um, what do you miss the most about your life in Japan? And it doesn't have to necessarily be because it's in Japan, but just、mm-hmm. in general, like, what do you miss about your life back home? Food. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese food. Four hundred percent, because the、uh, well, oh, but I can say in Montreal you can still get good ramen or some kind of Japanese food. That was really surprising, but、okay. when it comes to sushi, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously,、mm, I went to several sushi restaurants in Montreal. Uh,、mm, <laughs> very different. And the ramen places that you said are pretty good. Could you recommend any? Okay, uh, I can recommend two places. Okay, the first one is uh Sansote Ramen. Okay, Saint Catherine. Hmm. Any for it offers really good ramen, and the other one is Ramen Nakamichi. That one offers. Sukemen, which is a dipping noodle, which is also good.、These、And where's two... that one located? Ah,、uh, a bit far, I would say, across to Montreal Station. Oh, okay.、Like、yeah, a bit far. Okay. Still, it was good. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised about the sushi. Did you try any of like the the more well like the high end ones, or even those are pretty bad? Ah,、uh, I think I tried some, but、um, even those are bad. <laughs> it was different. <laughs> okay. Maybe yeah, it is more like for like matches with Canadian taste. I don't know, like、okay. maybe yeah, European people or Canadian people prefer that kind of sushi, but. When when you say it's different, does it look different? Like, do they use different ingredients, or is just the taste that's different? Well, 
it looks different, of course. Also, yeah, I think the ingredients, because uh, I don't feel the fish here is that fresh as in Japan. Okay. And also the taste is a bit different. Okay. Like sometimes they put, I don't know, mayonnaise or mustard, <laughs> something like that on sushi. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens in Japan. What do you think about the sushi pizza? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on the other hand, uh, when you get mm -hmm. back to Japan, what do you think you're going to miss about being in Canada? Well, I'd say uh, poutine. Okay. <laughs> All about food. Uh, poutine, I really liked it. Uh, it was really high calorie but it was really tasty. And also I would miss the temperature here. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Because everyone said like, uh, when I come to Canada, they said, oh, okay, in the winter time, it will be minus 10 and sometimes minus 30 or maybe minus 40. And mm -hmm. I was so terrified. But I experienced it. Now I feel it's okay. I like it. <laughs> I like the weather and like the temperature, not as cold as I expected. You can still wow, okay. survive. Well, maybe what about the, what about like when there was one weekend where there was a polar vortex and it was like minus 50, how did you feel about oh, that? That was, that was crazy. <laughs> no, that one, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. That, Even a lot of Canadians didn't want to leave their house that weekend. So that was rough. I, I totally understand. The, that few days were really, really severe. Mm. But other, other days, it was fine. And especially in Japan, it's, a, it's more humid. So if you, I don't know, if you're going outside and move or exercise, you sweat a lot. I do not like that. But here it's more dry and the temperature is pretty good. So it's good to go outside. Mm. And mm. didn't expect that. Okay. Mm. <laughs> because even like I can't get used to the cold. Every time the winter comes, I hate it mm -hmm. so much. I see. Yeah, okay. interesting. Maybe because I went snowboarding a lot. So I got used mm -hmm. to coldness. Yeah, it could be. I guess it warms you up also mm -hmm. while you're doing physical activity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now, like, speaking more broadly about doing an exchange, mm -hmm. would you recommend others to do an exchange? Yes, 100%. Uh, this exchange broadened my horizons and I was able to meet lots of lots of good people, new people. And I found like a Canadian culture deeper, deeper. And that really helped me to understand Canada more. And now I can think of something like a more in a, in a deeper way. 
And actually, mm -hmm. I started like a university club to promote exchange uh, program in my oh, home. Wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 I really recommend and I will recommend my like a juniors students to come to go on an exchange because it's really good experience. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because I'm also going on an exchange in, oh, really? uh, in the fall semester yeah, to Singapore. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you have any tips based on what you experienced for my experience uh, yes. to be as good as possible? Yes. Uh, before you go on an exchange, set goal. That's, I think, really important thing. And you can set goal and divide it into smaller goals and just go and enjoy and try to achieve the goals so that you know what, what you should do. And after finishing your exchange program, you get something, you, you change something. Like in my case, I set the goal to have 1,000 friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> so in order to achieve that, I went to lots of parties and lots of events. I talked to everyone and that worked pretty well. Like I met lots of new people. I found really good opportunities. And now I'm doing podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how many friends do you think you've made? out of your goal of a thousand? Uh, I say slightly more than 500. Okay. Well, that's far from my goal, but still 500 is really good. And I typically like uh, set my goal really high so that if you fail, you can still get like a high mm. uh, standard. Okay. Wow. So like these, how how good of a friend would it have to be to qualify as being in, in the 500? I just uh, talk a bit and I exchange Instagram because okay. uh, I think if you talk five or 10 minutes, you cannot know the person. So just change your Instagram. And after that, uh, maybe you see like uh, the person is doing something interesting. Something interesting. You can text to him and... Mm -hmm. You can make better relationship after. Yeah, well, that's a lot. Five hundred. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you'll never forget about Canada then, if you're always gonna have those five hundred people, you're gonna see them constantly on social media and stuff. Exactly. That's a nice exactly. souvenir. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. uh uh, in North America, um, mm. like when most people think about Japanese people, they think of them as being very polite. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what you think about this. Do you think that that's like a correct stereotype? And uh, if you agree with it, why do you think that's true? Okay. Uh, so for the answer, I would say yes. Uh, Japanese people are more pride especially in tokyo and i feel like uh 
I think Japanese people are pride. And I found Canadian people are friendly. Pride and friendly is slightly different, but mm -hmm. both are like, a, they are trying to care about others, but in a different way. So in Canada, if you want to care somebody, you should talk, right? Uh, sometimes I go to restaurant or I don't know, some events, lots mm -hmm. of people talk to me. Uh, so I think that's how they care about people. But when it comes to Japan, especially in Tokyo, everyone is busy. So it's, it's good to be friendly, but also it is good to be pride. So if you talk to talk to them, maybe they have some important meeting and or they maybe need to go right away right now to get the next bus or next metro. So we in order to care about them, we do not try to uh interact with them. Mm -hmm. Being pride. Uh do do no harm to them mm -hmm. so that's the difference and that's why japanese people are said to be generally polite mm. but i can say if you go to the west side of japan or maybe the countryside they are more friendly like they talk to you a lot uh sometimes they are not as polite but they're more friendly <laughs> because it I've heard also, um, you could correct me if it's wrong, but I've heard in Japan that if someone is even like slightly older than you, mm -hmm. you have to change the entire way that you speak to them, right? To show respect. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, exactly. It really changes. If someone is just one year or two years older than you, you have to use pride form usually. Okay. So if you belong to university club, uh, if and let's say you are first year, you have to use pride form to the second year, third year, fourth year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so did it surprise you then in Canada that people don't really, like even sometimes if you're talking to a professor, mm -hmm. they won't even change their tone, right? From talking to a friend. So did that surprise you? Yes, to 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 when I when we talk about talk to professors, yeah, that was quite surprising because uh in Japan you cannot do that. If you do that, that's super rude. <laughs> so yeah, a bit surprising. But do you find like do you find it rude or insulting or it's more just like that's how they do it in Canada and it's okay? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just different culture. And I'm in Canada, so I respect Canadian <laughs> culture. So okay. it's not a problem. <laughs> and uh, uh, talking about Miguel more, mm -hmm. um, what would you say your impressions are of Miguel compared to uh, your home university in the University of Tokyo? Okay, yeah. First of all, Miguel was huge, really big campus, big library, uh, big buildings. Everything was so big and huge. Uh, and also, like the class systems were quite different because in Japan, it is most of the lect 
uh, most of the classes are based on lectures. So the professor just explains and talk and students just taking notes. And most of the time, you don't speak anything in the classes. Mm. But here in McGill, it's more like a, there are still some like a lecture kind of classes, but more like a discussion based. So most of the time you talk, uh, you listen to teacher, and after that, you discuss again something. And also, I found like a, in McGill, attendance is, is more like a, you need to attend the class. Because in Japan, most of the classes are evaluated by report or exams. So you don't mm. need to go to class if you understand the contents. But here in McGill, like uh, active participation during the class is also highly uh, evaluated. So you need to come to class and speak as much as you can. <laughs> and also I found like a, uh, students in McGill study harder than student at the University of Tokyo. Well, when it comes to like engineering or science, uh, we both study hard. But when mm. it comes to, uh, I don't know, business, finance, in Japan, if you belong to business or finance faculty, you do not have much mandatory classes. So we have lots of free time. Some of them go to trip, uh, some of them just hang around, hang over, no, hang out <laughs> with your friends. Yeah, sometimes drinks, or maybe belong to university clubs, or maybe start a start a company or new business. But in McGill, also finance or business or arts students study harder. Mm. And I think that's because the the system is a bit different because in Japan, you study hard during the high school time. And when you get into the university, you have time to explore who you are and what your interest is. But I think in Canada, maybe high school, you pray. I don't know. You study hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, high school, you don't have to study too much in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. You so study, you study hard in the university, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying it's kind of like flipped in Japan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You have to study super hard in high school and then it's not too bad after. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Maybe, you know, like uh, in Japan, entering university is really difficult, but graduating from university is not much dif difficult. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's similar to like the Ivy League schools in the US. Yeah, so, I guess. Like, like they only accept like 3% of people or something like Harvard, but it's almost impossible to fail even one class when you're there. Like the average is like A minus. Or if you get a B, it's like you did terrible in those <laughs> schools. Yeah. Because, yeah, like it's unheard of to if so, like for someone to say, oh, I might uh, get kicked out or like, you know, I can't believe I failed this class. It doesn't happen. 
Mm-hmm. It's like very chill, which is kind of weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. Was it is it at that level or it's a bit harder than that? Uh well yeah, still you need to work, but you have lots of time if you are in an art faculty, like a business or management or literature. But if you're in engineering, you have to study <laughs> as well. Okay. I think everywhere in the world, engineers have to study hard. <laughs> okay. I mean, it makes sense though, because mm-hmm. if they mess up, then a lot of bad stuff could happen, right? So that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, even after all the the studying that I have to do, I'm still like not that confident mm-hmm. in my engineering skills. So it makes sense, you know. Like if I barely studied, it would be even lower than that. That's yeah. You Uh, you need to study. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Even once you're working, if you end up working in engineering, it Mm -hmm. never ends. Because yeah, if you just say like, "Oh, I'm smart," you know, I'm I'm just gonna design this, and whatever happens, happens, and Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be the greatest outcome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, looking back, would you have done anything differently during your, your whole experience in Canada? Uh, nothing. Mm. I, I don't regret anything. All the things I did in Canada, I am really happy that I did that. Uh, I, I made more than 500 friends. And... Uh, I saw the Northern Lights and uh, I went to Banff, wild Canadian mountains and deers. Also, I went to Quebec City and Winter Carnival. Uh, I experienced frost, lettuce day and pumpkin carving, lots of things. And I even started a, a snowboarding equipment sharing service. That was oh, wow. fun. Wow, yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, think, what was yeah. uh, then out, out of all the things that you did, what was like the the best? I guess what was like the biggest highlight? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um biggest highlight. Hmm. I'd say the Northern Lights. It was beautiful and so Canadian, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) Where where did you go to see the... Because I've never seen them before. You never? No. Oh. Almost everyone I know has never seen the Northern Lights. (laughs) So good for you. (laughs) I went to Fort McMurray okay yeah but understandable because you're in canada so you can go at any time but Mm -hmm. i'm just visiting here for one year so i have to go like it also Mm -hmm. happens to me because uh when i met someone here in canada and they say oh i've been to japan i went to this one this one this one and actually i live in japan but i've never been to any of those Mm -hmm. 
because I can go that kind of place at any time. But I realized Japan is really good place when I was in Canada. So when I go back to Japan, I am thinking of exploring around mm -hmm. Japan as well. And what do you think of Banff? Because that's probably my favorite place. Yeah. It's beautiful. Really, like uh, I took some pictures and all of them look so beautiful, like a, like a uh, wallpaper of PCC. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was pretty wild. Never I can explain in Japan something. Really? We, we still have lots of good mountains and beautiful places, but not as big as Banff. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Japan is a small country. <laughs> and Canada <laughs> is a really huge country. Is there an area in Japan that's kind of like Banff, like where people go for kind of a getaway where there's a lot of mountains and lakes and kind of peaceful? I would say Hokkaido. It's okay. a north part of Japan. Mm, but I've never been there. <laughs> but yeah lots of people say that was a beautiful place and some of the people say that place is their favorite place in japan okay good to know mm -hmm. and uh, the last question for today yeah is uh what lessons have you learned from your exchange Okay, yeah, that's a bit difficult question, but I would say uh, the longer you stay, the more you know about the place. Because I came to, came to Montreal, exactly the same place five years ago for one month in the summertime, and I experienced a lot. So before coming to Canada this time, I thought, okay, maybe there would not be as much surprise because mm -hmm. I have already been to Montreal once. But when I came to Canada, spent one year, I experienced so much and I found some new things about Canada, about Quebec, about Montreal. All of them were so new. And yeah, if I can stay longer, I'm pretty sure I can find more and more and more of Canada and Montreal. So, mm. yeah, it makes me feel like, oh, I want to stay at places all around the world rather than just traveling and visiting. Because if you visit, mm. you can know some part of the place, but that can be just 2 or 5% of all the things you can experience at the place. But if you stay, maybe you can experience 30%. And mm. if you stay longer, 80%. And that would be good. So, yeah. Mm. Interesting. So then what would you say is like, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Mm -hmm. Like at what point, how long would you have to stay somewhere to get like at least a decent amount of knowledge about a place like what, what what do you say is the minimum okay 
uh i said three months oh wow yeah because uh after i arrived to montreal and after three months i knew something about montreal like uh, when someone talks about the station i was able to understand which station okay. it is and yeah when someone talked about uh, i don't know the famous shops or something i was able to understand which place it is and what mm. kind of things they are selling so yeah at least three months well that's a lot longer than i think most people <laughs> would expect because i've even been to like let's say i was in uh, costa rica for like almost mm -hmm. two weeks oh yeah and and to me, I was like, oh, I know the, the whole country inside out, you know, <laughs> but I guess it's wrong. right? Yeah, well, yeah, Montreal, there are lots of things. So maybe it depends on the prices. But yeah, no, might... no, but I mean, you're probably right, though, because I probably <laughs> just have like a surface level, you know, mm -hmm. but it's true. I never actually lived there and like. You know, went to school there, went to work, or yeah, you know, like if you yeah, live just, there, you experience mm. that more. Mm. Yeah, it's good to to keep in mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess you could recommend people to do like instead of let's say backpacking Europe or those kinds of trips, mm -hmm. would you recommend people to go somewhere for maybe like the entire summer and stay in one city? Well, it, it depends on what they want to do. Like, uh, if they want to get lots of experiences, I think it's better to go country to country. Okay. But they want to, uh, how can I say, deeper experience or deeper knowledge about some place or country, I, I am pretty sure it's better you stay longer so that... Mm you can experience more and you get more opportunities to know more about the country as well. Okay. Well, that's a new way of looking at trips mm -hmm. that I didn't before. So that's nice to know. And um, yeah, so I guess that's it. Yeah. So thank you very much. It was a very interesting episode. Thank you so much. <laughs>